was released right before Shabbos from the uh, NICU, and uh, they're Baruch Hashem talking about a bris, and it's probably probably coming up soon. So one day, so hopefully, uh, yeah. I think not only uh, not only will the baby have a name, but now uh, my. My wife and I have names too by my son-in-law because he can now refer to us as something as Sav and Savta. Up until now, he's sort of been sheepish about you, right? This many, many, many in-laws have that uh, have that issue. So now we are Sav and Savta. So that gives us the baby's name, and we have a name that we are very, very, very thankful to embrace. Amir Tashem. It has a lot to do with the um, with the brilliance and the. Uh, of the doctors and the dedication and of course the tefillahs that were answered by the Rabbi Nishon. Um Going from the positive to something a little more somber. Um, as I, you know, I googled it today. Uh, seven miles, six point something miles away. This building where we're sitting here, having the shear from the Jersey City kosher supermarket, where the the, the senseless, terrible murders. Uh, took place. Um, it's not just, of course, that it's in Jersey and we're in Newark. Obviously, it has to do with the fact that these are members of two of the victims, of course, are members of Claudius Show. There's a third person, I haven't, uh, his name hasn't been released, who has been shot. Well, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, it was? What was his name? Douglas Miguel. No, 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 no. That's the third person who died. There was another person who was shot who escaped in the back. Oh, um. Oh. Deutsch is called Chaim Deutsch. Chaim Deutsch. So he should have definitely a refuel shleima. Um, but as I say in the blurb, all of Klal Yisrael and the whole country, you know, per the president and others um, who have realized that these are the horrible deaths in Jersey, a city. Um, so we're dedicating the class. I didn't get the exact names in order to find psukim, but as I wrote uh, for all of the victims, Hashem uh, Yokum Domim, because they were all killed clearly, uh, senselessly, and and as we've talked about last year in our share about Pittsburgh and others, uh, Leia Mendel Ferenc, Leia Mendel Ferenc, and I think I hope I'm pronouncing that right, um, Ferenc, and Moshe Deutsch, um, and uh, Miguel Rodriguez, and I heard his first name was Douglas. Uh, they were gunned down in the uh, in the store, killed just because. They were part of a Jewish establishment, and before they were killed, once again, the um, the the really heroes of our of our country, the policemen, uh, Detective Seals, who apprehended them, was was shot and murdered execution style, I, I, I shot in the head, in the back of the head. Um, so clearly, if the shear should be a schluss for them, we should think about what this means. Um, I know that the Mrs. Do- Mrs. Ferenc had three ch- has three children. Um, I'm not sure if Moshe Deutsch was married. The the fellow that was killed. Okay, it still doesn't take away, of course. Of course, it, you know. Uh, I, I saw in the news reports, which I attached. I attached the New York Times. It'll be my for me. I attached the New York Times article to the email, and it mentions the types of chassadim that he was involved in. I don't and. Um, uh, Rodriguez, uh, Miguel Rodriguez, also uh, a father who was trying to work honestly, um, and uh, the detective, of course, has had five children and had been commended, had been considered a, a hero policeman in many, many ways. So the world has obviously been lessened by their deaths, and and again, it sort of underscores 
the fact that we're in this Golis, the the hatred that erupted, uh, the Ritzicha. Again, I it just shows you how hatred touches everywhere, and the uh, the woman who was involved, the woman and the man, they actually came from Elizabeth originally, which is where I live. So, again, there's no place that's free. Mm-hmm. I, I think that the, uh, you know, I'm going to be talking about Hanukkah. I'm talking about this week's Parsha and its connection to Hanukkah. Um, as, as a, and I am going to Yankee. But one of the things which I thought was really, one of the things we're going to talk about is the actions of the Shvotim, the actions of the 12 sons, um, the 11 sons in this case, and the actions specifically of Shimon and Levi, what I read online, although again, it's just a cursory reading, is that this group that the murderers had a connection to, they consider themselves the true uh, tribes of Israel and representing what well, what the tribes of Israel are. And they, they see the Jewish people as, as imposters and and. and Again, so we're going to talk about the shift they call, we're going to talk about the actions of, of, of our ancestors. Um, Hanukkah definitely, as I wrote here, it highlights our interactions with the dominant culture around us. Um, the Yavonim, the Seleucid Greeks, that culture had become predominant. Um, even before the miracles and wars of Hanukkah, there was that culture and the, rea- and the actions of the Jewish people towards it. Um, there's a lot that has been written at the time about how the Misyavnim, how this Hellenistic ideal penetrated into our consciousness and it was something that we embraced. Um, it became, of course, more than just uh, benign Hellenism. The, the books of the Hashmanoyim actually underscore uh, how it turned into persecution, that it wasn't just accepted. The, the, when there was a pushback, uh, there was forced... Um, you know, you, you couldn't, uh, of course, uh, mal your children. You couldn't have uh, circumcisions. Uh, there was a, a, a bitl of the whole idea of Rosh according to Chazal, um, as well as uh, not being, uh, keeping Shabbos, Shabbos, Mil, and Rosh Um And that history of persecution spawned violence. Um, it's interesting, if you read in the Sefer Chashmanoyim and other places, you realize that originally... There, there was a submission, and the submission went so far. Uh, it's a very interesting place in the Sefer Chashmanoyim where it talks about that they refused to fight on Shabbos. They actually had, were were held out, as you know. They had um, uh, many of the people that, that escaped from Yerushalayim and were held up in places where they can keep they can keep the mitzvos were 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 chased into those places and. The, this was the question about should we fight on Shabbos or not um, and there's a whole discussion among the modern uh, poskim as to why uh, they didn't know the halacha that you're machal Shabbos for pikuach nefesh um, but still there was a sense of submission there, was a, there wasn't a, an acceptance but then of course the, the, the key aspect of, of, of Hanukkah was the fact that uh, Matasio and his sons felt that we have to react and we have to do something unusual, which is we need to violently resist. And this, I think, is something that gets into the meat of our parsha, uh, the violence that, as we can see, that happened 
as a result of the rape of Dina. And that's, I'm calling it a slaughter at Shechem, um, because basically that's what it was. Whether it was justified or not, we're going to see in a couple minutes. Um, I do believe that it's not just that Hanukkah is coming up, and I want to make a connection to Hanukkah. There actually is a very strong connection um, that you're going to see. I think if uh, I, I, I owe it to the Chassam Seifers, Bikiyas, and I mentioned the Yankee yesterday, this piyut that I was looking for. So I'm going to start from there and show you incredible things. Um, I well, this is the bear sitter. Yeah. This is the bear sitter, not very, the very, very small. That's the same thing. Well, right, except the bear sitter has the biurim. Phone. Yeah. Yeah, so this is the bear sitter, and in the it's 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 quite a complex composition. Let me explain things a little bit better. When we talk about these piyutim that that are for Hanukkah, there was a period during the time of uh, the early part of the seventh and eighth century when Limud uh, Torah was disallowed. There was uh, they they weren't letting congregants gather and take the Torah out and study the Torah. And you couldn't even have the Shabbos Shiurim. So, but they said you can pray. You're allowed to do Tfilot. But no learning. You can just come and... and, 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 and. So the Paitonim arose. These were people living in that time. You know, It reached its uh, height in the 12, 11th and 12th and some of the 13th century. But what they did was they realized that, hmm... You know, we would be reading the Torah now. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to insert into davening aspects of the Torah reading and of the ideas behind the period that we're referring to. So there, there are piyutim that were written by Yanai and Menachem and the Kalir as well. These are some of the earliest Paitonim. And as we've mentioned before, that's where the idea of Yotzros comes from, that in the davening itself, all of a sudden you would take a turn away from the normal nusach of the davening and read a composition that was somewhat connected to the idea of the sun coming out, but was really more about uh, or or about the Jews leaving Egypt and leaving Mitzrayim, the end of the Birchas Kriyashma, but with the Zulas. And there you would have... Uh, uh, in the in the piyutim, you would have a description of the events of the day about the parsha if it was necessary, and this is of course what's retained to us in the machzor, um, which most people have only know about on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, sometimes on Sukkot or Pesach. But really, the idea of a machzor with these prayers that were unusual and different and needed a lot of learning and study, this was actually for a while. This was the way things were every single Shabbos. So every single Shabbat, every single Shabbos, you would have the special piyutim for that Shabbos. So on Hanukkah, since on Hanukkah sometimes has two, uh, two Shabbosim, so these piyutim were written. Now this piyut, I, I, I traced it down yesterday. I was about to shoot off an email to Rabbi Karnafogel, who is one of the big experts in Yeshiva University, and he answered me right away the last time I sent him. But I was able to find it on my own, Baruch Hashem, that the author of this Payut, the one we're going to look at right now, is Rabbi Nachum ben Makir, who was from the who, who was earlier than Rashi, and uh, was one of the, was a great uh, chacham and payut. <laughs> so here it is. This is the payut, and just I'm scrolling through here. This is called uh, on the Shabbat Shniyash Hanukkah. Od chaki ani soni, v'chi yisani v'lo chi lisoni. 
we praise God, we've been persecuted, but we've, we're alive and we haven't been destroyed. Um, and if we go towards the description of the Hanukkah story, which is in here, um, you can see as we get to the letters, um, what were the things that the Yavanim wanted to do? Tachsisei um, chupa, look at Tess here. Tachsisei chupa ubris noad, right? Um, so the ideas of having a chupa and a bris, that couldn't happen. Tahorim nostu, the, the, the pure people would get together um, and they would give out secret signs that they were having a chupa or they were having a bris. But, because they couldn't do it normally, because of the Yavanim would come and try to, uh, and of course the way they would intercede on a wedding, of course, was by raping the bride. Yotsu levato tvilos. They tried to do their best to make sure we didn't go to the mikvah. Yozmu asos nevola. What? From the bottom. Right? Yozmu, this is from Yud. Again, the payet is written with the acrostic, with an olive base thing. So basically, the, it goes through the letters of the alphabet, describing the story of Hanukkah and the story of the uh, of the xeros of Hanukkah. And it mentions here in letter tests how they had stopped family communal life. And as you can see here from Yud, Yoatsu Levato Tvilos. They wanted to stop us from going to the mikvah. Yozmu, there's the next yud, la'asos nevola. They wanted to do something terrible. Look at that word nevola comes up in our parsha. Arusa biterem tinase. That uh, an arusa who was an engaged married woman before the chuppah, they they would do what? Lishkov et bas Yaakov. That's an that is an exact quote from Parshas Vayishlach. That term that Menachem ben Makir inserted into the Piet for Hanukkah, although it wasn't Parshas Vayishlach, referred to what the Yavanim were doing in the same terms that the Torah refers to the attitude that the Shvatim had, that the sons of Yaakov had about what occurred to Dina. It, and again, it could have the Python could have used any terms he wanted, but as you see, he actually quotes and and refashions the psukim from our parsha to say this is what they were doing. The rape of Dina is in a way an antecedent to what to the rapes the rapes that occurred against the Jewish people during the time of of, of the xeros of the of, of the Yavanim. That would, wipe out the kahuna, right? what? that would wipe out the kahuna because they have to divorce their wives if... that's a good point that's a good point although it affected even non-kohanim but again it was you're right it, 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 it had strong reaching effects David then we take a look at Chof Kines Elozer Heina Bas Gonim Vachorim so Kines he, this was a lozer who was the he got the the the, the kohanim together the rulers kines anshi amokam lemishte shmonim mufcharim they were going to have a, a big party that's what they thought it was going to be leene akruim now we have lamed yalaschein rosho peroo so they actually the girl who was one of the kohanim women would they they took her her, her hair. Uh, they took her whatever it was she was wearing to cover her hair was now loosed. Uh, 
uh, right? They got the wine ready with tears. Uksonis pasim asher oleho koro. And the beautiful garment that she was wearing, they ripped. Milel Yehuda achia. So Yehuda, her brother, said, Chana, Loma tivchi. Um, don't cry, because you're going to see, uh, don't, don't be worried. Uh, she says, I'm very upset. Again, using the Psukum Bat Chana. So then they decided, when Yehuda, the brother, again, this is all beautiful reclaiming psukim and putting them into the mouths of other people. In other words, Chana somehow becomes the name of the, the Baskoyan Godel who was going to be raped. Yehuda, her brother, the words of, of Yehuda in a couple of weeks. Is this from, based on a of something that actually happened? Or? So, yes and no. Yes, we know this is about, this is about, this is about, the, the, the Rishonim quote this, about why women are so crucial to the nace of, of, of Hanukkah. Because this was the girl who refused. This was the girl who says they, they were ready to rape her. She was connected to the Cohen family. The brothers are saying, Tzadka. They said, she's right. So they came up with an idea. They said, this is enough already. Imdu asarim. They said, what we're going to do is and they said, We're going to we're going to fight for our, our our country, for our people, and specifically for this family that is about to be violated. Pen pen wait, one minute, one minute. Pen to Hulaunu what? Well, they might be a different version of what you're you're used to. But but in other words, the famous story is that Matis Yahu killed the person that was about to, to, to shech the pig, right? That's the famous story that you hear about. The, 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 again, there's another version of this that this is one of the, this is the end of the story. That this is when the sheik cut the head off of the general and, the, and she came holding his head and that was a sign that the, the Yuvonim are all scared. This is a different version which has a lot of the same players, which is the sons of the Matas Yahu, and there's their sister who is going to be violated by the by the by the Yavanim. and then they decide we, we right like like you know like yeah, what does Popeye say? I can stand no more, right? And he says right. He says I've all right that this is it. This is she's 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 correct. She says she doesn't want to become an, a, a, a Naval. She doesn't want to become the next Dina. And they said, you know what? She's right. So therefore, they said, um, uh, This is a little bit what David is saying, that the, it's, they're going to become part of us, the mashchis. In other words, the non-Jewish element, the destructive element, is going to become part of us. Not only are they the culture around us, but they're now going to be the fathers of our children, because really, of course, that, that, that could happen. And take a look, here's, here's the key. Vayomru, and they said, the exact same words of Shimon the Levi, ha Which of course is what Shimon the Levi say to Yaakov in this week's Parsha when, when he asks them why it was that they did what they did. So you see from this payet already that the payet is using our psukim 
as, as, as the sense of what was going on, as if this foreshadowed, what happened with Dina was a foreshadowing of what the Hashmanoyim, who are the children of Levi, by the way, acted against uh, against their oppressors. Right, yeah, sure it is. I, I, I mentioned that. Right, that's Yehuda by Tamar. Right, that's Yehuda by Tamar. Again, that's that's the original Chana. That's, like that's the original Chana. That, like, that like but that's Chana. Again, th- there was a tradition. Okay, look. It's a it is a piet, and part of it is the oh, fact that there was some tradition that her name, her name I, might have been Chana. There was Chana Vesheva. Okay, there's a little bit of again. We all have. See, here's the problem. We all live in a homogenized world that these books have been published. Oh, we know who Chana is. She's the one who lost all her sons, Chana and, and her seven children. Remember, Menachem ben Makir, when he was writing this in the in the 11th century. The, it wasn't so clarified as it was there. There wasn't the Olamenu version, right? There was a version of, okay, there was a Chana. Maybe Chana was this Kohen Gadol's woman who was open to be, to be uh, raped. So that's how these things came together in his mind. We have it as Yehudas. What? And we have it as Yehudas, right? But so he, he, he conflates Chana. Once he has Chana, then he can put the psukim <coughs> of the original Chana into the mouth of the character. Or it doesn't matter. It's poetry. He could have taken anything he wanted and written whatever he wanted. <laughs> right, but remember, this is but this oh, wasn't right. just his writing. This became for years what everyone davened. Five different types of Okay. You know what? If I don't have anything more to say about it, you're right. That's what I would say. But this Lake Let's look at the Chsam Seifer. The Chsam Seifer, this is what Chsam Seifer said in eighteen thirty one. Can everybody see the board? Well, because you know, he's he, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna rattle off some brilliant stuff here. So look at the Chsam Seifer. <coughs> some, the Chsam Right, he was right. Although what, in Pressburg, I'm not sure, but you're right. In Frankfurt, he definitely did. So he says, okay. So one of the things I'm safer is omit on is is the magic of Shechem, the the idea of Shechem, which is of course what the rape of Dina occurs there. Shechem, of course, although is the son. The city is called Shechem. Maybe there was an old Shechem. Maybe his grandfather was Shechem too. Hamor, of course, is the is the father who brokers tries to broker the deal. But it's known as Shechem, right? Shechem is the, the Shechem, the son, the Nasi, the prince was the was the rapist, was the attacker, the one who tried to you know keep keep Dina. So Shechem becomes an important city, of course, in our history. So look at the Chassam Sefer. He says, "Yan kol maisei bonim remuzim b'maisei ovos." We know, as the Ramban has pointed out, that there's this idea of maisei ovos simen labonim, that things that happen throughout Sefer Bereshis foreshadow things that will occur later. Now the Ramban doesn't go. Ramban mentions it many, many times. The Ramban doesn't necessarily explain how it works. Is it just? We the we let me put it better that the Ovos, because they are the source of who we are who of the Jewish people whatever happened to them had to play out because 
we relive and many the, the Jewish people relive on a on a macro level what occurred in a micro level by the Ovos. That's one way to look at it. That we are, they are all of us are the children of Avramitz of Yaakov. Klau Yisrael therefore as a as a great body repeats things that occurred. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is somehow the Ovos knew what the history of their uh, of what's going to happen to their descendants, and therefore they acted in a way to ensure the success of what was going to happen. Um, so nearly, Kimulchamis Yevonim Vinitsuach Hakohanim Achashmanoim Ramuz B'Mulchemishchem. The idea of the battle against the Yevonim and the fact that we won is contained in Shechem in this story. Kibimei Yivonim, right? Yes, Kibimei but it's but it's my service and Yisrael. We know that this wasn't that this didn't happen outside of the land of Israel. It happened in Eretz Yisrael. We were in our land. And because of this decree, you must have relations with the general or the priest, whoever it is, the one that represents their government. that you have to before you get And how do we know that started the war? What I just read to you. The Payat of Menachem and Makir. Achinami here too. Al Yidei Dina, because of Dina, which was Nimstru Rabin Biad Matim, right? The whole city of Shechem, although they were at a disadvantage because the males were all in pain from having their uh, having the circumcision operation, and Tmei Biat Torim, and Chassam Sofer points out Hanitzua Choy Al Yidei Levi. And who was one of the main, right? That says, right, even though Shimon's name is mentioned first, right? Who are the descendants of Levi? Ubisov, Tira, Mikdash, and as we know, right? They were able not only to win the war, but able to drive out the uh, alien forces from the Beis HaMikdash, and the miracle was in oil. Hachinami, what happens right after the story of Dina? Well, Yaakov turns to his children, and he says, if you take a look in the parsha, he says, okay, we're about to, we're about to go to Beisel, we're about to go to the Mizbeach, that God wants me to put up, so everybody get rid of your, and everybody has to get rid of their Avodah Zarah, Yechlifu Simoseichem, um, because they had elements of remnants the 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 the, the, the did and their in their wives and they had a remnants of of an Avodazara culture. So they were supposed to sort of clean themselves. The Nakuma which is similar to what happens because it's not only a military victory, it's also a a, a, a victory uh, of chuva because we were we obviously had been doing the wrong thing. We need to reestablish what Jewish principles and ideals are and we need to excise from without from within us these foreign elements, which is what Yaakov tells his children right after the battle and, the, and, and against the forces of Shechem. <coughs> now, what else happened there? That some Sefer says there was also oil that was there. Right? It says specifically that Yaakov puts the matzah the mizbeach there, 
and he anoints it with oil, which again, to the Chassam Soifer, is a remez to the, um, to the oil of Hanukkah. Now there's another place where the Chassam Soifer says, I'll show you here on the next page. <coughs> I, never, I didn't see this anywhere, but take a look. Um, in the Alanisim, this is from, uh, <coughs> this is from 1832, the next year, uh, Ravta Danta Nakamta, right? Ravtas Rivam, Dantes Dinam, Nakamtas Nikmosam. So the Chamsev says, look at the first three letters of those terms, which are all about God helping us. Resh, right? Resh Dalid Nun. Resh Dalid Nun also spells out the word a neder. So, which is a remez to the neder of Yaakov and the stone that he set up in the beginning of of Parshas Vayetze. Look what he says here. I never heard this anywhere. But look what some Sefer writes here. In other words, Yaakov, as we know, he basically says, all I had was my, was my, my cane, right? Because Eliphaz, as we know from the Medrash, came and robbed Yaakov from everything. So where did he have oil to put on the stone? So there's a... Uh, okay, the Chassam Sefer's medrash is that the pach came from Neshamayim, that there was a pach. Okay, I don't know. I, again, I wasn't familiar, Yankee, but this is an interesting again miracle oil, right? There's miracle oil with Yaakov in the beginning of, of Parshas Vayetze, right? And Vayotzok Shemen Arosha, and then when Yaakov actually in this week's parsha comes back, he also puts that oil. So that oil is again, it's not just oil. There's a there's a tradition that this oil is miraculous oil. And that of course also explains, and this was uh, maybe you know this too, Yankee, the Hainu Pachim Ktanim. We know right? So we know that Yaakov was uh, the reason why he, he meets the the angel, the Tsar of Esau, is because the all the his family crosses over and he is left on the other side. And Chazal say, what was he going back for? Pachim ketanim, small jugs of what? Of oil. What oil? The miracle oil that he was able to have from uh, from the beginning of Parshas Vayetze. So, so if we look at it, so the Chassam Sofer's and the Chassam Sofer's view, we have a very. It's I think even stronger than a remez, Yankee. <laughs> it's like right. It's like everything lines up. Um, the way, the, the, so the Chassam Sefer, by the way, said, says that this oil was also the same oil that was the Shemen Nishba, that was the same oil that was by the Ashes Oraja. So very good. So so now the Chassam Sefer then this is something only he could say. <laughs> so he says uh, up until like okay, this is brilliant, but this part is this is really Spitz Chassam Sefer. He says that um, so. In other words, the, the brothers had been in Shechem. And they knew that the victory, which he's now saying, isn't just a devious plan by, by the brothers and getting them, right? They see this as a miraculous victory, again. Because remember, he's restructuring the slaughter as the heroic battle against the forces that wanted to contaminate us. Again, which is which is interesting because the Psukim don't necessarily give you that impression. Right? But this is the way in the in the Sofer's view it's being looked at. So therefore, since this is a place of miracle, Shechem is a place of miracle. It's like the first Hanukkah Milchama miracle. 
And they also recognize that this is going to be important in Jewish history, that this Shechem, therefore, that's why when the brothers in the beginning of Parshas Vayeshev decide to take the animals for grazing, they take them to the place where they feel strong, the place where great things had happened in a military way for them. And that's why they figured, look, Yosef, he's got certain powers as well. This is where we're more powerful. We can attack him in Shechem. That might tie back to the son's <coughs> Okay. Okay, which is, but but this is, and and but this this again only he could say the next thing. The Torah tells us that after they sold Yosef, right, they sat down and had the green chickpea meal, maybe better, right? So 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 they 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 had sold him, but but this this sense of their power. Came together with, hey, this is a simcha. We're, we're, they thought they were correct, and therefore they ate and drank. So that's why, since this was, they were tapping into Hanukkah's strength there, and Hanukkah really should have been a, a time of having meals, of, of, of sudot. But since Klau Yisrael sort of was pogame in that, because when they, they sort of jumped the gun and thought this was, hey, this is where Yosef's now our newest enemy. He's a, he's one of the misyavnim. Who knows? He's one of the people that, that he also represents an enemy. And they ate, and they ate and drank. That's the reason why Hanukkah didn't get the schus of a Purim, of having Mishta and Simcha. It just was removed. It's just like an interesting, I'm saying, like I said, up until now I've seen stuff like this, but this is like a hop. Like they, that's the reason why Hanukkah doesn't deserve it, because in a way, the, the, we tapped into this Hanukkah strength and we violated it by eating and drinking. Okay. So the Chsam already said it. Um, it was repeated, um, and if you take a look at, uh, again, uh, <laughs> The idea of, uh, of, of, of this is really very prevalent once you start looking at it. Um, it, it it's probably the best enumeration is by Reb David Cohen. He was a Gesundsein, the Rav of Gulyavitz in Brooklyn. Uh, he wrote about it in a couple of places, and I've, I, I've, I've given you one of them here, uh, which I'll get to in a second. Um, I, I, it was also mentioned, uh, as you can see, very briefly here by one of the unknown great, great Talmud HaChachamim in America, Rav Shmario Shulman. Uh, you might know who he is. Um, uh, he is uh, he is the Zakan Dayonim of, of the Igud Harabonim. Uh, I've heard of him for years because my the person I was very close to, I'm still close to, Nota Greenblatt, as one of, he's one of his close friends. He also put out, um, <coughs> I think he also put out the Me'iri on Bova Betziah. No, maybe that's from Nissan Alpert. Um, so, Roshmario Shulman writes the following, and he, he's probably in his, Roshmario Shulman is probably in his mid 90s now. He lives in Lakewood now. You know who he is. His father is the rabbi of the Talmud His son, Yankee? His son, Yankee. Yeah. So I know him, of course, as Shmerel Shulman. That's what people know him as, as Shmerel Shulman. And uh, anyway, so look at Rav Shmerel Shulman, right? So here he writes here, 
But he's he's an alta yid. You've seen him, right? So look at what Shmero Shulman writes. He says that we know that Yaakov in Parshas Vayechi uh, said that Hashem and Levi, you guys are brothers. Achal can be Yaakov. I'm going to split you guys up, and Afutzim be Yisrael. You guys are going to be separate from each other. Um, so he says that uh, Shmero writes. We know that Yaakov gave brachas based on who they were. Umidas hakano shol Shimon velevi shenogo isam b'mitzvahs kanos barachosam dina. In other words, clearly they have this element. They're willing to fight and and go out and do the unpopular thing and do what's correct on behalf of their sister. Midazu umda l'shevet levi ledoros. Levi has this continuously. First of all, as the Rambam says, shevet levi never did avodazara. And they weren't part of the Egel Azov. And not only were they not part of the Egel Azov, but they also, of course, were the... We were sure we they were the ones who meted out punishment to the Oiv Dev So again, this is similar to the idea that we see from Levi in this Parsha. And for their sister, Kana. Right. Oh, that's what he's going to get to. Uma Shevet Shimon, Shimon somehow didn't make it. Shimon fell from their Madreka. As we see, Ba'avon Shittim, right? Shanafel Chof Chof Elif Dafke, right? Twenty-two thousand died, and part of it was that was mostly from Shimon, right? They Zimri was the Nasi of their Shevet, and who was who fought them at that point? Pinchos. So here you see that they were apart. Levi and, and Shimon were together in Kanoyes Abadina, but as time went on, Levi was on the right track, and Shimon incredibly, went the other way. Because Shimon was basically not a kanoi for pritzus. Shimon was a kanoi for for, for positive pritzus, right? right? Shimon says, who are you to kill, right? they wanted to kill Pinchas, right? So they actually, you know, they, they had anger, they were upset, but actually things that, they almost became the opposite of what they were here. If here they were standing up for how could you let our, 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 our sister be raped and be treated this way, Later, they seem to be, you know, they're attacking Moshe Rabbeinu as a, as a, as a manig, and they're saying, you know, who allowed you to take Tzipporah, etc., etc. And he goes on, Shmero Shulman, It's true. The Levim sort of start to fall off, because we know that many Levim stayed behind. They didn't want to go to join Ezra and Zerubbabel and Ezra later. And historically, they actually made up... That's why there's so many more Kohanim than there are <laughs> Leviim, because the Leviim sort of got lost in Bavel, and they didn't come up with the rest of Klal Yisrael. Avol, HaKohanim, Nisharu al Maruchni. They stayed the way they were. So they, the Kohanim, you can draw a straight line. Lubesof, Govru HaChashmanoyim Alayevonim. So Rav Shulman actually shows you, similar to Chsam Seifer, this idea of, of, of Levi becoming the hero here, and that really was Levi's role continuously, and it showed, of course, in the Nes Hanukkah. Okay, I saw Rav Shmero first, and then I saw that he quoted Rav Yaakov. Shuv Risi, Shagon, Rav Yaakov Kamenetzky, Zal, Mevar Bederach, Zebem, Yaakov. Uh, and Rabbi Yaakov says something a little bit, he doesn't say this thing about Nes Hanukkah, but Rabbi Yaakov also speaks about how Shimon and Levi 
actually went in, in divergent paths. Um, okay. So really, I think what needs to be talked about now Can I is... Can raise something? Yes. The mice with Dina is because of Tate say Dina, right? And so, you know, she got herself into a situation that the brothers had to react to. And we're comparing it to the Hashmonaim where, you know, we, we kind of were, we're doing our thing here in Eretz Yisrael, and then you let him show up. But many Jews became his young. All right, wait one second. So hold on, hold on. So, Yanki, again, I think you're conflating a couple of things here. Whether Dina, Dina is sort of blamed for, you know, showing her beauty off and going out and and and, and maybe trying to have a life. maybe trying to have a good time or, or, or really going natural human curiosity. She wanted to see what was going on. Um, clearly. Right, but again, that doesn't mean that she's... We're not blaming the victim here, right? <laughs> we can't do that. She was taken forcefully, and you know he, he had his way with her. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and that is something that's a rape. I don't care. You, know, if you, you, know, you can't blame her. Um, similarly, uh, again, there are many people that probably welcomed the Yavonim into, into our country. They brought... You know, a sense of philosophy. They brought a sense of enlightenment. They there was sense, yeah, and they right, positive elements in the civilization as well. But I think I would be remiss if I didn't really. I mean, what I'm telling you here is a remez, a drush, and it's interesting how we can draw a line from Menachem ben Makir, the original Python, to the Chassam Sefer, who sort of put it together, to even Rabbonim Bezmaneinu, like Rosh and Reb David Cohen. Um, but I think I'd be remiss if I if I didn't show you this Rambam and Ramban, because I think it it sort of underscores something that I think has relevance, especially to the deaths in Jersey City. So if you if you bear with me just for a couple minutes, um, the Rambam says about the Sheva Mitzvahs Bnei Noach. So you can see here that there were six mitzvahs that that Adam had, um, and then of course Noach gets the seventh one of Avram Menachai. Um, and the Rambam says, We all know that. And it makes sense that these should be the mitzvahs. You can find them in the Torah as well. There's hints to the, in the Torah that these were actually things that the original people of the world before B'nai Yisrael knew that they were commanded by a higher being to accept. And then he mentions the Rambam, and that's the way things were till the time of Avram, where somehow a new type of uh, adherence to godly law occurred, and then we start having the proto-Torah. Avram getting the idea of brismila, the idea of tefillah, of, 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 of appealing to God in a personal way, in a consistent manner, taking off maestros, etc., and Moshe, the Rambam says, finished the Torah, so to speak. So this is a very unique language of the Rambam. It seems to contradict things that he, the Rambam himself says, because this seems to show you that things that the Avos were doing were really part of the Torah life, and the Torah is finishing. He says, Nishlma Torah Yodo, as if the Torah was already, had started. And again, this is a very fascinating subject. But I, I, I want to zero in on the, on the last halacha the Rambam writes. 
This idea that the non-Jewish world, the whole world in general, is commanded about dinim. There needs to be, in every major city, there needs to be judges and people who can, who can uh, understand the law and meet out judgment for these six mitzvos. And they need to not only say, it's not only officially on the books, they need lahazir esa'am. They need to tell people about it. it needs to, they need to warn people that these are the laws. Okay. And he gets killed by Saif. Now here's here. If someone did Avodazara or cursed God or murdered or was involved with any of the six Arayos, they only have six, or he steals even less than a pruta from someone, or he eats anything, uh, the smallest amount <laughs> of Aver Menachai. Now here's the incredible part of the Rambam. Or you see someone who you saw doing this. Right? You don't bring him to court. If it's done blatantly in front of the official police or court and they do nothing, they allow the populace to basically violate the one who sees it. We don't know where the perpetrator is. He's gone. But you watched it. You didn't call the cops. You didn't. Uh, right? You didn't make a scissor. You didn't try to stop him. You didn't try to make because everybody's got to be part of that. We're going to kill you. This is the Rambam says. That's why Shimon and Levi were justified in killing all of them. Why? Shrei Shechem Gozel. Shechem stole. Not a rape, but let's talk about, forget about the sexual part. <laughs> let's talk about the the fact that she did not, right, she did not, she stole a person. That person is not yours. You kidnapped and took that person. That's Gzela. Beheim ra'u v'yodu. They knew it had happened. So who's him? All the people knew about it. V'yodu, they knew it had occurred. V'lo donuhu. And they didn't say, we want to impeach you, right? They didn't say that, hey, you can't get away with this. We know that you're the prince. We know your father's the king. We know you have a lot of... But no one's above the law, even you. They get prosecuted. They didn't even protest. What? Forget them. Put them on trial. They didn't even protest. Right. Right, but again, the reason why, in other words, the so therefore, they could be killed. So this is such an... You think about this Rambam. You know, the Rambam was up until this point... The, up until this point, the Rambam was fine, but the fact that he... In, 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 he's not writing a sefer on Chumash. He's, he's writing a halachic sefer. And in order to illustrate his point, which he believes is true, that, that this idea of the dinam of Bnei Noach isn't just that they have to have a system, but the system has to actually work and if people and if people don't push for it to work and they don't demand its uh, implementation in a real way the people who could have implemented and didn't do it are as guilty as the perpetrators 
Therefore, he says that there was a just, and, and, and this is such an incredible, mind-blowing idea that the Rambam justifies it from another place that is also strange, which is, how could they kill the whole, how could they kill these people that seem to be defenseless? The Rambam says, you know why? Because it was the Din B'nai Noach, right? The, in other words, the B'nai Yisrael, the, the Shvatim, Shimon and Levi, acted as the Jewish police force here. They they were, and it wasn't the Jewish police force, it was the police force of the B'nai Noach. They say, look, we're all, let's say we're all B'nai Noach. <laughs> but if we see there's a community that's not doing the laws of B'nai Noach, we can, you're all Chayiv Misa. Right? So since they all, so therefore, they had a right to kill them all. Oh, so that is the Ramban's question. We're at, if you, uh, uh, so, uh, so let's take a look what the Ramban says. Um, so the Ramban quotes this um, uh, Rambam, and he says the following. He says, um, Can you see it up? Is it, can you see it on there? I don't think the Rambam seems to be difficult. Then Yaakov should have been the first one. If, if what they were doing was the, the, they were they were actually doing what Bnei Noach need to do. So v'impachad mehem. Okay, he Yaakov let's say was afraid. Why did he say, "Oh, you guys did the wrong thing"? Right? They were right, and not only that, Yaakov punished them. He says, "No, we're splitting you up." Right? <laughs> they 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 did the right thing, and you see that they were nothing happened to them. No good deed goes unpunished. Right. So the Ramban has a Ramban. This is the obvious question. The Ramban suggests something totally different about this idea of dinim, and I just want to we'll end with this. This idea, first of all, it's not about every big city. Not just Jersey City and Newark. Tzivo sum bedine gnei. It has to be what? It has to be, but right. It has to be what? It has to be in every city. There's something missing over here. So first of all, it's going to be in every city. Secondly, what does it mean? It means not just the seven mitzvahs. Tzivo osam bedine gneiva va'onova oshek v'schar socher bedine ashomrim va'onusamafata va'ovos nazikin. Basically, they, the, those mitzvahs aren't enough to have a court. The six mitzvahs. So the only things that we're going to... Is that murder? Is that... You know, no. They, right. they need to have a developed court system. Now, you want to know what a developed court system is? Look at the Torah. The Torah shows you laws, regulations, and that's also not everything. That's also just the tip of the iceberg. If they don't have a society that has... Tort laws, laws of mishpat of damages, of how you deal with 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 with, with loans and mortgages and 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 with with, with, with rabid dogs. That, but there needs to be a complete system. And once they put that system in place, they're killed for violation of any of those systems. Then again, so this is a very tough love thing. There isn't any go to jail for thirty days. Whatever they that society decides. Is moral, and there were enough moral uh, <coughs> models other places. And what will happen is Neragaleim im gonav ashako ono sopita bito shol So if somebody 
if somebody was guilty of setting a flame that would cause the next door to get burned up, he wouldn't just make him pay. He'd kill him. Now, this mitzvah means every city, not just every big city, every town that had a decent amount of people, you have to have some die on him. Okay, that's one thing. The second thing he says, they're not killed if they don't have such a system, because that's a mitzvah say. Right? Where are, what do they die for when they, oh, where they become vasay, where they actively violate something? But the lack of doing something, you can't kill somebody for that. The Rambam says you can kill someone for not doing something. The Bnei Noach were, the whole city of Shechem was hired for passive, for passivity. He says, no, that, that can't be. That goes against the principle of, of, of meeting out punishments. Punishments are meted out for, for doing an action. Not doing an action, you can't say that you should be high, you should, you should have the death sentence. The Ramban piles on with his Bikiyas in the Yerushalmi, and I don't know where this Yerushalmi is, but, uh, but, you know, uh, you can probably find it. The Yerushalmi says clearly that when it talks about the Bene Noach judges, if we see the Ben Noach judge has clearly ruled with favoritism or took a bribe, you can kill that judge. Again, this is part of the strict idea of the Bnei Noach. Then the Yerushalmi says, if it's if you are dealing with Jewish judges, so and I've had to do this sometimes. If you know you could do this case, even though it's going to cause you a little bit of difficulty and a little bit of because there is it might have ramifications in your personal life, and you sort of know this guy. You've got to be courageous and be the judge despite of what it means. But if somehow you realize that if you do this, your family might be threatened, it's not just a little bit of inconvenience, so a, ju- a judge has a right to say, I don't want to touch it. But, the Yerushalmi says, in the non-Jewish judges, they have a right to recuse themselves, even if it's just because of a little bit of uh, lack of... Uh, yeah, they just it, they feel a little bit uh, uncomfortable doing it. So, what do you see from the Yerushalmi that a judge has a right to say, "I'm not getting involved in this case"? If the Rambam is right, how can the judge do that? The judge is chayiv misa. If the Rambam is right, the judge should be killed for doing that. So, therefore, he he thinks the Yerushalmi is a knockout punch against the Rambam. Koshkin, of course, he can't be killed. And then he makes your point, I think, uh, Mark. In other words, in our case, one of the underlings would have to say, I know I'm not, I'm no one, I'm just a citizen, but I'm going to now become a shofate and judge you. How could that have happened? The, if, if the people that run the country, which are Shechem and Hamor, are sanctioning this, this, this kidnapping and rape, so what, you expect the little guy the, the Ramban says to become a to become a uh, he should make himself into a katsin to to be to be shofet as Adonav. How could you expect that to happen? Even a judge, the Yerushalmi says, is part there. This is brilliant. I'm saying this, this Ramban is so beautiful. Okay, so therefore, he, the Rambam's question is: Why did they kill them? You know what? Who are these people of Shechem? And again, this is not a politically correct statement from the Ramban. But he says, who are these people of Shechem? 
He says, the whole Shechem and everyone who lived in Eretz Yisrael, they were Avodazara, they were Magal Arayas, they did all terrible things. The Torah keeps on saying, don't be like the people who had been here before. So we know that they had done Avodazara, they had involved in all sorts of promiscuity. However, even though that's true, Eina Dovert Mosrli Yaakov Ubanov, Din. Yaakov and his sons weren't able, even though all around them there was a society that was anti the ideas of B'nai Noach, they weren't supposed to go out and kill people. There's another problem with the Rambam. Yaakov and his sons are not the police force to go, to go, right, to, to, to judge and execute the people of, of, of Shechem. And now, why is it that they killed them then? So here's the reason. Bnei Yaakov knew that the people of Shechem, not just the father and son, were bad people. And they viewed Jewish blood like water. And this has a little to do with Jersey City, unfortunately. They felt Jewish blood doesn't count. Again, I, I'm going to discount some of the loud things that you heard that, that, that Dove Hyken and other people have talked about, that there were people around the Jersey City supermarket that were saying, get the Jews out of there, and they deserved it. Okay. But we do know, I don't think that represents the majority of, of, of people. But there are places where they considered the interlopers who the Bnei Yisrael were, because they sort of were interlopers. They had come from from Haran. They had come from Lavan. They they treated them like their blood meant nothing. It's like water. So they said, these people hate us. They would kill us if they had the chance. Let's kill them first. And therefore, they said, we're going to kill the king and kill the people because the people were with the king. Came Sarim al-Mashmato. Now, what about the fact that they were willing to do a bris? That's nothing. They just did it because the king pushed it on them. That doesn't mean they really want to be one people with us. That's a very strong state. The money. They didn't want the the the, the, the Shechem and Hamor wanted the, the the people of Shechem wanted the money. Now, this unfortunately, this is a, 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 a hate. The goyim hate us. We should fight back before they destroy us. That's the way the Ramban is looking at what Shimon and Levi's mentality is. But Yaakov was different. Yaakov said, look, first of all, doing this action, this type of militancy, puts us all in danger. And secondly, what you did was wrong. Because, remember, you said to them, and I was there when you said it, this is Yaakov talking, you said, Okay, we'll be one people. The, and they, whether you think they're terrible people or not, they believe what you said. This is a mistake here. They trusted you. And here's the main thing. This is why Even they, as terrible as they are, they all were in it involved. They all were happy that Dina got raped, whatever it was. Jewish blood, you might be right, but you know what? This might work. This might work. We might be able to change them. We're not going to really be one people with them. But they might change. And therefore, they haven't done anything to you yet. Yaakov said, therefore, what you did was murder. 
They didn't do anything to you yet. You're right, that's their attitude. But first of all, you made a representation. And your representation was so good, they trusted you. And secondly, you never know. Ula Yeshuva Hashem. So, so why does the Torah allow the Shvatim to have the final say in the matter? Hakizona, they said, that's a good question. Why doesn't Yaakov answer them back? Well, Yaakov seems to respond later. Yaakov responds later in Parshas Vayechi. Look, sometimes these attitudes can't be changed. And I think it really, I, I hate politicizing things or making things of the moment, but I think when we, when our passions are inflamed today about Jewish hate groups and things like that, I think we have to look at this sort of debate between Yaakov and Shimon and Levi and put it in perspective. The Ramban is, is explaining Shimon and Levi's attitude and he's not saying they're completely wrong. On the other hand, he's telling us that there is this higher element of Yaakov that believes in people <laughs> and believes what could happen, especially when we sort of don't have the cleanest hands as well. And I think this is really something that, that, that we should think about. It's a, it's a great, something really a lot to talk about. It's, 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 it's a slaughter, but it also, in a way, really should open us up to thinking about, not only about the Neschanaka, but in general, um, what has to be our attitude towards this world around us, especially when anti-Semitism and, and, and murder rears its ugly head where we have to be. Okay. Take care. All right. Towards this world around us, especially when anti-Semitism and murder rears its ugly head.